3: This week in our Business Builder segment, Michael will be talking about how you can repurpose your existing content to create more value for your website, drawing prospects in and helping convert them to clients. That's up in a bit in our Business Builder, so stay tuned. But first up, it's our success interview. Today we are talking with the founder of A Plus Professional Services, Stephanie Hastings. Stephanie left corporate America to begin her journey as an entrepreneur in 2006, and she never looked back. As she says, I started with a laptop and two clients and just kept growing. Today, Stephanie's company provides day-to-day support services for entrepreneurs and small businesses throughout North America. I want to explore Stephanie's journey and see what she learned along the way that she can share with you. I know she's got some great strategies that you can use in building and growing your business. Welcome, Stephanie.
4: Well, hello. Thank you, Janelle.
3: I'm really um, excited about our conversation, and it's always interesting to hear the journey that other people have gone through so people can learn from that. And as we get started, I'd love to have you tell us just a little bit about your current business. We know you started in 2006, but how has has your business evolved over time? And I'd love to know, what was that trigger that just said, I'm done with corporate America. I'm ready to just go out on my own.
4: Oh, wow. Well, um, I've always come from a place of helpfulness and service. Believe it or not, growing up, um, if you came to my house to play, we always played Office or Secretary, and that's a true story. Um, I always <laughs> pulled out my little cash register and my calculator, and went to go find some carbon copy paper so we could we could put put together some contracts and negotiate. Um, so <laughs> it's true. My dad always said I was his uh, little tax deduction, and you know later in life it just proved to be so very true along so many other facets. But um, in two thousand six. I had a, a big change of heart. I'd been in a role of teaching and training others into the sales departments of my company, and they were moving up and moving on. And I kept teaching people and training them, and they were moving up and moving on. And I thought, hey, wait a second. So um, I decided to go work for a friend's mother who was a bookkeeper, which, mm-hmm. you know, um, it started me on my way because she shoved me out the door, like I said, with a laptop and a couple of clients, and that's how I started. And from there, I realized I could be serving so many other people with what I do because I enjoyed it, and I had a zen for it and a zeal for mm-hmm. it, really. And um, so corporate America, you know, um, I had had enough of sort of being in the teacher-educator role with nothing mm-hmm. really to show for it. And mm-hmm. um, now I could actually say, hey, I've taught this person or helped this person, and now I can see real efforts and and um, dividends come through from it because their business has grown, they're giving back to the community, they're hiring people into their business. So mm-hmm. I could really see something to that, and that's what really made me want to stay with it and, and just sort of grow. Mm-hmm. So um, tell me, because I know when – people get
3: ready to make that shift. All sorts of things are going through their mind. Um, what did you have to do to kind of, you know, you were ready to make the shift, but can you talk a little bit about maybe the, the mindset shift you had to make working for someone um, in a, a job
4: versus being an entrepreneur and working for yourself? Yeah, so that is truly the mindset shift. Um, You know, I have my husband that is a great co-partner with me in life, and so just had a conversation with him to say, hey, you know, I'm not really pleased with where things are going with corporate America, and um, I really want to branch out on my own so that I can be more effective and helpful to people, but I don't know, you know, I didn't know really, if there was going to be enough clientele to support me stepping out of corporate America fully. And Mm -hmm. so we had that conversation and, you know, that's one initially that frightens everybody is leaving the security blanket basically of corporate Mm -hmm. America to step out on your own and sort of, you know, finance your own fun and your own fears at that point too. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, I was able with his support, you know, just moral support to say, hey, you've got this. You have referral-based business for all these years, and no one's left you, in fact, they keep referring you, step out and you can do this. And so Mm. from there, I started with um, some connections that I knew, uh, did a few speaking engagements um, to Ladies of Justice and talked to those people that had um, a legal background and were running their own businesses. And then I spoke to the International Nannies Convention, and those individuals that are basically their own business as a nanny, you have mm-hmm. to, you know, sort of care for yourself and your future while caring for somebody else's children and their future. Mm-hmm. So um, that's where I really got to branch out a little bit when I first stepped out.
3: Interesting, and I love the way you say finance the fun and the fears. Um, I think that that mindset is always a challenge for people when they're stepping out because we can tell ourselves really good stories about why it won't work or what you have to have in place first. And I often believe that you've got to go ahead and have that kind of line in the sand drawn and say, okay, I'm going to do this because you're never going to be fully ready. You're never going to know, gonna know oh, sure. exactly what you have to deal with. Things are going to happen, and they're going to challenge you along the way, but that's part of the journey. You've got to have the trust and the faith with the people around you, and it's great that you had that with your husband to have that and yeah. say, okay, you know, what's the worst that's really could, that's really going to happen?
4: Truly, truly. And, and again, with that mindset piece, it was the fact that you have to just fully step in to your confidence and your competence Mm -hmm. because I knew what I knew. Um, Mm -hmm. I knew how to be of service to others. My business background of hotel restaurant management and having that sort of um, love to serve others and to please and to see growth, um, as I mentioned before, helped me a lot to say, okay, I know what I know. I'm, I'm good at what I do already. I just need to find the right audience that I can expand that to. And, mm-hmm. you know, coming from my referral base, it was really nice that I had a lot of support on that end as well. And mm-hmm. the mindset piece to just say, I can do this, just keep going, and just surround myself with positive entrepreneurs who are trying to move forward. And that's really, really important. I mean, if I could give people that one piece of advice, it is please, 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 stay around and hang around those people who are in your um, area of influence who want to do better and are staying in a positive groove versus those naysayers who are trying to bring you down and keep you from your potential. Because when you're not at your highest level, you are not in a place of service, and you are being in a place of disservice.
3: Mm -hmm. I absolutely agree with you. And, you know, people always say you're the average sum of the – five or eight people that you hang around with. And if you're around people that are, you know, negative and they're broke and they're not taking action, they'd rather complain than get into action, it's time to really look at, you know, who you're hanging out with and where you can find the right people because otherwise you're never going to grow. And I absolutely agree with you on that.
4: Right. There's no potential there because you're, you're basically sitting in this one little barrel of uh, like pond scum water because it's not getting any real clear, clarity or mm-hmm. clarification to get any way to get out of that barrel. You're just in a barrel and it's a bunch of people right. who have no idea what to do or how to get out or desire to get out.
3: I think that's the key there because if people really wanted to, there's always a way that you can get into action. A lot of it's just saying, you know, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to do it. I'm, you know, I'm going to put one foot in front of the other. I'm going to set some dates. I'm going to set some activities and get into action. And that's, I think, one of the things that's really important because you can sit there and wait for things to come to you. It's not going to happen. Right. Right.
4: Oh right. And waiting is just is is just another little sort of stepping stone to pull you backward. Because if you're waiting for the right branding, if you're waiting for the right website, if you're waiting for the right, you know, whatever, stars in alignment, it's not going to happen because you're not stepping fully into the mindset of I can do this and I believe in me.
3: That's so true. That's so true. And I think for you, the fact that you really identified a specific niche um, and then, you know, focus on serving them, I think that's really important. I think so often people try to serve everyone and then their marketing message, their, how they introduce themselves, who they want to meet, who they want to connect with, it makes it really difficult for people to know how to connect you
4: and who to introduce you to. Right. Right, so, so in 2015, I, I just shifted a little bit of my branding because I realized um, all of my previous clientele and my referral sources were remembering me way back when doing certain aspects, and so I said to myself, well, I need to brand myself a little differently so everyone, you know, including new people, can just know specifically what that's about. So mm-hmm. I now let people know right away, I am your Eva, your executive virtual assistant, bringing calm to your chaos and helping you with that um, finance piece, as well as all those additional admin things that you need and desire to grow your business. I love that. And I love the way that you've gotten
3: it really, you're really clear on on what you're doing. So, So tell me, what kind of challenges do you have? Or maybe push back when you're talking to people about, you know, getting that assistance that they need? Because we all know that you can't do it all yourself. Um, You really need to look at outsourcing some of the things that others can do much more effectively, much more efficiently. How do you have those conversations with people about, you know, stepping in and getting that support that you know they need if they really want to grow their business?
4: Well, I, I always come from a good place of, like, um, a good place of, like, friendship and mentorship to let them know, hey, for you to grow, you need to step into a higher level of what you do best. And mm-hmm. that doesn't mean doing all the things behind the scenes that gives you frowny face and makes you upset and makes you unhappy and keeps you up at night because that's not helping you move forward in your passion and what you do best. And I tell them, I do these things better than most, and that's my passion. My passion is seeing your success and doing the things behind the scenes that gives you frowny face actually makes me smile. So, you know, Mm -hmm. if it's doing data entry or doing your events behind the scenes or doing your invoicing so you can get paid on time and following up with some budgeting and spreadsheets, that's what's necessary to get the job done so you have the money Mm -hmm. to do the things you need. And that's what I'm here for. But it's most important that you know that you're wasting time and money doing things that you're not good at nor want to do. And in that effort... Of putting it, you seem to be going backwards and I let people know Mm -hmm. don't move backwards, your trajectory is a forward trajectory and in order to do that you have to do the things that make you smile and making you smile are the things that make you profitable because when you come across and you're unhappy and you're frowny face about things, nobody wants to have your service or buy from you Mm
2: -hmm. and that's
4: just facts so, you know, that's how I approach them is to let them know mm-hmm. that in your chaos and your trauma of what you're doing behind the scenes, you need to let that go so you can breathe and be at ease to do the things that you really are good at and passionate for. I love that. Miss Sandra
3: Yancey always says, you know, that we should be doing only the things that only we can do. I. Mm. Um, I love that. She's brilliant. She's got so many um, words of wisdom, and I um, use them all the time. (laughs) So we need need to take a real quick break, but when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about um, numbers, because I think it's important for people to understand how they're doing in business because that drives so many of the decisions that we make. So stay tuned. This is John L. McCauley and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit.
5: Have you ever asked yourself this question, why is it so hard to make a buck? (laughs) I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula. Covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details.
0: Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done for you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Janelle McCauley and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit.
3: Today on our success interview, we're talking with the founder of A-plus professional services, Stephanie Hastings. And if you missed our conversation before the break, you want to go back and listen to it. There were some real golden nuggets talking about leaving the security of a corporate position and starting your own business. And it really is about mindset and how you move forward through the challenges. And I loved how Stephanie talked about, you know, financing, your fun, and the fears. I think there's both. And really fully stepping in to your confidence and your competence. Um, And just before the break, we were talking about, you know, doing only the things that only you can do. And I think it's important um, to have and understand what your time is worth and what not doing those things that only you can do can cost you and really impact the growth of your business and i'd love you just to talk a little bit more about that stephanie
4: yeah so um, in doing the things that only you can do you need to realize that that's actually costing you your um, potential clients your potential business um, growth of where you want to move to because um, there is an actual equation that you can use to figure out how much time and money am I actually wasting or spending in doing these things behind the scenes that don't actually make me money. Um, so there's there's that and, and I love to have those conversations with my um, prospects and my potential clients because they just don't know what they don't know. And it's imperative mm-hmm. to know that when you figure out what your you know break down what is your yearly um, your yearly salary or earnings basically and then back mm-hmm. that out divide that by 52 you'll figure out what your week is divide that by 40 per se and you'll find out what your hourly is and then you can really figure out how much time you're spending on doing those things that don't serve you and that are not you're not passionate for. And then you can figure out exactly what that's costing you and then Mm -hmm. work into a figure of what can you budget to pay someone to do those things that's going to allow you to move your business forward and become profitable. Remember, when you're profitable, when you're growing and you're in your zone of genius, when you're using your superpower to your fullest ability – you are able to better serve those members of your community because you're able to give back. You're able to be stress-free and happier and healthier for yourself, for your family, and those things and services that you love to do.
3: Absolutely. And I think it's really important to look at all the different things you're doing um, because you can do, you know, probably a lot of different things, but if you're doing a task that you could outsource for 15 or 20 or $25 an hour, I would bet that that expert can do it a lot faster than you could, probably at a lot higher quality level, and then you want to look at the cost of not doing the things that you should be doing, not having those conversations not talking to prospects, and look at things that you can do to really make the cash register ring to bring in that revenue. I think that's
4: so important. Yes, very important, very important. And and it's one of those situations where whether, you know, you have someone in office, which is a, another service that I could provide is to be there in office, or whether you have a virtual assistant, which is what mm-hmm. I do as well, you need to know that, that person's going to be able to, you know, sort of have your back and get those things taken care of so you can move forward with what you need to do and just be uh, at peace, basically. And that's what that Mm -hmm. brings you is that peace.
3: Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I want to go back to, before the break, we were talking about the decision to leave your corporate position. And, you know, I want to, to ask you, because I think a lot of people go through this, you know, when you decided to leave the corporate world, were there naysayers or people that said you shouldn't do it, or you weren't ready to do it, or was was everybody on board? And if you got any of those negative responses,
4: how did you deal with those? Oh, most definitely. So, Within my own family, because growing up they already they they already saw my potential, so my own family was like, "Wow, go for it! You definitely should." But then for everybody else, they were like, "Oh my gosh, you you shouldn't do that! You you don't even know where that's going to leave you and your family. You know, um, you're going to you know be in a bad position with your own finances and." Um, they told me, well, when you step out on your own, you lose that security of having your health insurance and mm-hmm. um, you, you lose the security of, you know, having this group um, um, savings plan and retirement plan. And, you know, initially when you hear those things, if you don't have any sort of finance background, man, that's scary because you right. think to yourself, hey, am I going to be a detriment to my family stepping out on my own to do this? Um, so So uh, that really plays into your fears a little bit, which is why you really have to have a good support group and you really have to be strong in what you're doing and your stance and your mindset. Because I knew that having that little piece of financial background as well, I already knew, you know, I've crunched the numbers, I know where this is going to go. I know that I can get myself a, a simple plan, Um, and do some retirement planning for myself and my business. And I knew that, you know, it would take this many clients over so many months to cover the salary that I've lost. So you really got to stand strong and know your numbers. And if you don't know your numbers, please reach out and get some help because that will alleviate your fear of trying to move forward and doing the very best you can with your business.
3: And I think what you said is really important because I think oftentimes we start getting those those fears and building up those things, and really it all comes down to whether it's leaving a corporate position, whether it's starting a business, whether it's expanding your business, whether it's hiring help. It's really about asking questions and being informed so that you can make the right decision. And that's where, we talked about it earlier, that's where surrounding yourself with that network of people that has access to the things that you need, knowledge that can help you, that can help you ask those great questions because you don't know what you don't know. You know, you can't know everything and you gotta be able to, to ask those questions and get that information so you can make those right decisions.
4: Right, right. You have to get those right resources. And mm-hmm. in in finding that right tribe, as we like to call it, we when you find your tribe, you're like, oh, these are my people. Yay. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's that's one of those things where I feel blessed to be a part of E-Women Network is because I feel like I've found my tribe. These are ladies who are striving to do better in their lives and their businesses and give back along the way. Um, mm-hmm. That's super huge. That That really helps your mindset to know, hey, there is somebody who's gone through the same thing I have, who's Mm -hmm. uh, made a better or bigger impact already than I have, and I can Mm -hmm. do it too. And that's important to know that you can do it too as well or better than. And that's important to really step into that to know that you have really good examples and a roadmap right ahead of you that will help you avoid the pitfalls. That's super awesome.
3: Well, I think that's, I like that word that you use, roadmap, because I think roadmap to success is what comes to mind. And there's absolutely people that have been where you are and have made great strides and really achieve the success that they're looking for, and we can learn from them, it's not that scary when you've got the information and you've got that support there to help you, and you're not alone. I think oftentimes people feel like they're alone, and when you are, everything seems scary, and it seems so insurmountable.
4: Yes, and, and having that, like I said, having those resources and to know that, again, you've got that roadmap for success. There's someone who's been uh-huh. there. Um, they can sit there and, and hold your hand a little bit and help you avoid the pitfalls that they themselves have already gone through. And that's how you know that your are tribe. People in your tribe, people helping you for your growth and your success, do not feel that it's important that you step into the pothole that they stepped into. Mm-hmm. They do not do that to you. They will tell you, hey, there's a big, huge pothole right there. Don't do that. Step around it. <laughs> right? If they are yeah. part of your tribe, they will instruct you on how to do better than they did. Mm-hmm. That's how you know you're with the right group of people. The right group of people will um, share, share their, their fears. They will share their triumphs and their joys, and then they will share their, little, their toolkit, their roadmap everything that they've learned, how to build a better business, they will teach you so that you don't fail and you don't fall.
3: Mm. I love the way you said that. And I think it is important. And that's why I always encourage people. I mean, you know, I love even the Network. And yes. I'm, that's where I've met so many people around the world that have really inspired me and guided me and a lot of times pushed me Gently and sometimes with a bigger nudge when needed. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's important to find those people that, you know, can really do want your success. Oftentimes, they see things in you that you don't even see in yourself, and I think that's true important. It. But yes, find that it. tribe wherever it is. But um, I, absolutely, I absolutely, you know, believe that that is a big part of what helped me with with my success and Michael with his success with Turn Knowledge to Profit. I mean, it's all because of that community and that tribe. Yes. Oh, goodness, yes.
4: So I, I just enjoy I enjoy being surrounded by people who really, truly, with all their heart and genuineness, want to see me succeed. And that is, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it chokes me up sometimes when I realize that I have people who really, truly say, stuff hey, you know what, if this is making you fearful, it's just that next big step to take.
0: Right, and it's that long
4: pad. Right, and then you're right. They, they've either got their hand at the small of your back or they've got their foot on your butt. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever
3: you need, it's right there. So, so tell me, how can our listeners connect with you and learn more about you?
4: Well, I am a, a very loved loved person in so many ways that I have really been blessed to never have to really turn on my website but for a week, and so in the most (laughs) lovely way, I am referral-based, and so I use LinkedIn, and you can find me there at um, either Stephanie Hastings or A-plus Professional Services, and that's A with the plus symbol, or you can find me on Facebook with um, A-plus Professional Services, A plus symbol. And, um, yeah, I'm happy to help, and I'm very much into providing a consultation call so we can find out, you know, where your pain points are and what's, what's causing you stress in your business and how we can figure out how to give you peace, calm the chaos, and provide you with a plan for growth.
3: Perfect. Perfect. So I'm going to just invite people to connect with you and learn more. And if they're thinking about leaving and they've got a business idea, getting those questions answered, at least knowing what questions to ask and starting that process is so important. So, As we end our time together, Stephanie, what's one piece of advice or one tip that you would give our listeners to help them make that transition and really move forward to the success that they're looking for?
4: Well, you know, they always say you don't know what you don't know. But most importantly, Mm -hmm. deeply, just know that if you're being stressed in your business and there's areas where you're not growing, you need to ask for help. And asking Mm -hmm. for help is not a sign of weakness. That is a sign of power and growth to know that you don't know it all and you can't do it all yourself and just ask for help. And that's imperative that you reach out, whether it be to myself or anyone else that's necessary for a resource for you to grow. Um, Reach out to somebody and just know that in doing so, you are propelling yourself forward and that's, a, that's an internal growth as well as an external growth. So you really know that when you ask for help, that mindset piece is kicking up to another level to say, you have arrived, you will get there so much sooner with this help versus on your own. I love that. And I love when you say ask for
3: help, it's really showing power and growth. And again, it, it kind of goes full circle where we started about mindset and challenges, what you think about is what you bring about. And I think yeah. that um, I'm going to encourage all of our listeners to ask for the help that they need, to seek the help that they need. There's a lot of professionals out there that can help them in so many ways that so they can make a bigger difference and have a bigger impact. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time today, Stephanie. It's been a great conversation.
4: Thank you. I've really enjoyed this. I I love really and am, am quite passionate about seeing people find their passion and seeing people find their growth in their business because whatever they're doing in this world is to give back to others and I support that.
3: And thank you for all you do, and um, as again, I'm going to encourage our listeners to really look and think about how you can get the right help and how you can turn your knowledge to profit. Thank you for your time today. We need to make another quick break, and when we come back, it's our business builder, so stay tuned. This is John L. McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit.
0: If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network.
2: Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm here with Janelle, and in our Business Builder segment today, we're going to be talking about creating value content for your website.
1: Well, I know this is gonna be a conversation a lot of people are gonna wanna listen to because there's so much confusion about what you need to have, why you need to have it, and how to get started. So let me ask you, Michael, why does someone need valuable website content?
2: Well, that's a great question, and there are a whole bunch of reasons for it. Uh, First and foremost, when you begin driving people to your website, you really want something there to keep them interested and keep them engaged. And the best way to do that is having something of value, something that they can get that's not just a description of what it is you offer, but some some kind of value you can deliver to them right away. And they can start to see the power of whatever it is you do. You know, another reason is that um, in today's world, there are so many websites out there, millions and millions and millions of websites, That companies like Google, the king of search engines, and all the other search engines Bing or whoever it might be, they all focus on content. That's how you get higher rankings. That's how you get to show up in various um, searches is by having content. They pretty much are smart enough to know that they can ignore all of the product descriptions you have on your page all of the business descriptions, your mission, what you do, all about you. And they really look at what content are you delivering? And that's what they rank the highest in their in their search engines.
3: Well,
1: and it really is about fresh content, but I think a lot of people get overwhelmed about where to get started, how to do it. And one of the things that I love about the way you work with people and how you teach them, in turn, knowledge to profit, is to be able to really reuse the content. And I'd love to have you share just a little bit about a quick way for people to get started to create that value experience.
2: Well, absolutely, there are a couple of ways you can do that. Um, One is to leverage what you already have as much as possible. And the other is to use other sources where possible to expand the value of your own site. So, as a start, I I always recommend that everyone have a blog on their site. I mean, it's almost mandatory these days that you have a blog. And I I know that you know. I guess I could say don't get overwhelmed, but that's probably not going to help you if you're overwhelmed. So, you know, how do you how do people generate all this content for their blog? Well, to start out you can really post articles about other articles or news stories that you've read. So if you're out there searching on the web or you go to networking events or you you read a lot of publications or business magazines or newspapers or whatever it is, you likely run across articles that are related to whatever it is you do. And it's perfectly okay to comment on that other site or comment on that other article or comment on someone else's comments whatever it might be one of the things i used to do when we were first starting out is i would go to uh, ted talks i would find a talk that was interesting i'd listen to it that takes about 10 minutes and i'd write an article about that that ted talk and obviously put a link to the talk so someone could listen to it if they wanted to but that was a really quick way to get a lot of added content into our blog when it was in the early days and we really just didn't have anything Um, The other thing you can do is there are a number of free services. Um, One of them that I've used before and I've also contributed to is called ezinearticles.com. They have a whole number of articles on all sorts of different topics that you're welcome to use free of charge. All you have to do is cite the source or the original author in, in your post. And that's a really easy way. You can go in and find articles. I mean, I found things, everything from yoga to business to economics to, you know, pretty much everything out there. And you can just grab one of those articles, stick it in your blog, and make sure that you attribute it to the original author. But that's an article that you can create almost instantly. It really takes about five minutes to go find one that you uh, find interesting, that you agree with and put it into your own blog so that's another way to do it as well
1: well I know one of the things that we do is we ask our radio show guests to write a blog I think one of the things that confuses people is they think it all has to be original content and it doesn't it's about sharing information that's of value and I think if I could stress just the one thing that's the most important is just share something of value. I know that people find the most um, interesting when they get a new resource, a new tip, something they hadn't thought of, a different perspective. So again, it doesn't have to be original content. And you know, we've talked about leveraging what you already have. So could you talk a little bit more about that?
2: sure I mean that's always a great way to do it as well and, and whenever you're creating anything I could I could say you really should be thinking about how can you leverage that thing you're creating in order to create two or three other things so for example uh, we do a radio show every week well we take parts of that radio show particularly these business builder segments and we have them transcribed at Fiverr.com so for five dollars we get a transcript of this build, Business Builder segment. I then go through that, edit it down, and create a blog post out of that. And that takes me probably half an hour to go through that, edit it down, uh, make some additional comments, correct, make some corrections, and, and then create a blog post. So we use it twice in that way. So if you have a podcast, if you have a video blog, or a YouTube channel, or anything like that, Or even if you've just done pop-up videos on Facebook or you've just done selfie videos or whatever you've done, there are companies out there for very little money, they'll transcribe those. And you get back a nice, concise transcription. You correct it. Obviously, you correct the grammar a little bit because we don't write the same way that we talk, but it's very, very quick and easy to create a blog that way. Um, So you may have an ebook out there. Well, you can take one thing out of that ebook, one of the topics, one of the key findings, one of the tips, whatever it might be, and expand on that and write three or four or five or ten paragraphs about that particular topic and that becomes a blog article. So you can always find things that you've already done that you can leverage. Maybe if you already have an e-course, you could take one session from that course, uh, find one key point in that session and expand on that. Um, So you can really do a lot with what you already have just by leveraging.
1: Absolutely, and I think you can use it and it's excellent valuable content for your website. I think it also helps us shift the way we think about content and what we do because then you can pull pieces out of that and use it as your talking points. Use it on social media and leverage it further than we do. I think we spend so much time trying to create that original content. People want to write a book and they think they have to start from the beginning. But I really challenge everyone to look at the content you have and that's why having a conversation with someone like yourself really helps people bring all the different things they have together because I think we don't realize how much we actually have available to us without having to do a lot of extra work.
2: Absolutely. And, and, you know, for us, that's why we have the Quick 6 formula, where we really leverage our clients' content. And I know we've talked about the Quick 6 formula in previous uh, business builders, so you can certainly go back and and listen to those. But we start out with the uniquely branded system, the UBS. We then create an ebook from that. We then create an opt-in product from that. We then expand it into an e-course, then expand it some more into a VIP program, then expand it some more into structured coaching. So you can create an entire business by leveraging the same thing over and over, just in different formats, at different levels of detail, in different venues, and using different media. So it's, it's really leveraging is where it's all at. Most people think that everything they do has to be original. Instead, what you need to do is look at what do you have and how can you leverage that into multiple products? Not every product you create has to be original. And in fact, for your branding, for your business, for for your focus, it's really better if not everything is original. If everything you have is a derivative of other things, then you have a consistent focus, a consistent brand, a consistent message. It really drives much farther into the market.
1: Well, I love the fact that you've got a way to help people take what they've got, look at it, and help them expand it in a way that's really smart. It's effective, it's efficient, and it's so cost affordable. So if you wanna learn more about how you can leverage your knowledge, how you can leverage what you've already got. We'd love to talk to you. Connect with us on Turn Knowledge to Profit on Facebook or reach out to us at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com.
2: You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for our future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's Michael at TK2P.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week.
0: Turn knowledge to profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream about. Join us each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the EWN Radio Network. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, visit TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com. Past shows are also available at EWNRadioNetwork.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, remember, great companies are built around great products. Leverage your knowledge to live the life of your dreams. Let's continue the conversation and turn your knowledge into profits.